0: So grab your coffee or your wine or maybe a glass of water and let's dive in. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining for another episode of the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. Of course, I'm Jen, your host, and today we have Kira from Jolie Boudoir, and I am so stoked to introduce you guys to her. Just to give you some insight into who she is and where she came from, she started photography in 2002 using her dad's film camera and then transitioned to digital photography in 2005. She eventually started working with a wedding photographer as his lighting assistant on the weekends, which led to her shooting her own weddings. She also was introduced to family and newborn photography. However, realized she wasn't quite cut out for newborn photography, and after a lot of frustration, someone suggested to try boudoir. She had never heard of it, but decided to give it a shot. After a model session with a good friend of hers. She fell in love immediately, and that's when her love for boudoir photography was born. And in 2012, she rented her first studio and primarily shot boudoir in it. Since then, she's had three more studios, always increasing in size. And now she rents a 1,400 square foot studio in Winston-Salem and is only shooting boudoir photography. She started working with a business coach in 2017 and handed over most of her marketing to her team. She's now tripled her income, sells out months in advance, and knows that honing in one area of photography was the best decision she's ever made. I love just getting like that snippet of your journey. So welcome to the show. Tell us who you are, what you do, anything you want to mention today.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. This is awesome. And one of my bucket list things is to be on a podcast and you just happened to message me and it was really amazing. So I am honored. So my name is Kira. I live in Winston Salem. I'm a mom of two, two little ones. So they keep me really busy. I shoot boudoir only, like you said. And I'm just in love with it and I find it so empowering and Yeah, that's just a little bit about me and what I do.
0: Yeah. So you did the one session and you fell in love with it. Mm -hmm. Why do you feel it was such like you've done weddings, you did family, you did newborn. Mm -hmm. And then after one session with boudoir, you're like, this is it.
1: I think it was the transition in the clients and really to see how feminine my friend felt and that, you know, we were both just kind of feeling it and it was just inspiring to kind of let go of all the heaviness we feel as women, um, to be a certain size, to do a certain thing. And I think after that first session, it was just, you know, it was fun for her, but it was just really, really fun and empowering for me. And I felt so free being able to do that. And that's what kind of started all of it.
0: What about doing the session made it feel freeing versus, you know, the weddings or the newborn or what's the difference in the feelings there?
1: I think it was just embracing, being able to embrace our femininity and to be honest, our sexuality, you know, we are told that it's not okay. And it's not okay to love yourself and love your shape and love your curves. And, and honestly, just love a photo of yourself. I mean, how many times you look at photos of yourself and go, Oh God, you know, but with boudoir, I'm giving you permission to love it. You're okay. I'm not going to judge you. If you think you look amazing, like go for it, say it. Yes. You know that. I think we just feel weird being able to say that we look amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Um, Agreed
0: you know or we have to like we give ourselves a compliment and it and it's almost backhanded yeah. like you know i'm i look great today because of you know someone else did my That's makeup crazy. or yeah. you know whatever it's it's always like it has a caveat to it when yeah i think boudoir yeah. photography gives us that space to really step into our power which i love yeah
1: you're given permission to love yourself and i don't think that happens enough People call us vain or selfish if we love ourselves. And, yeah. you know, even when I get compliments now, even doing this for as long as I have, I still, you know, if people give me a compliment, I'm like, are they being serious? Or are they being sarcastic? Do I really <laughs> look good in this? Like, are they just saying this? <laughs> like, what's happening? Right. So, yeah. you know, when I shoot, I show people the back of the camera as we're going so they can see what an unedited image of their self looks like. And if they love that, then I'm, I mean, that's gold. That's so (laughs) awesome. That makes me feel awesome. Yeah.
0: I think there's this incredible movement with boudoir photographers that it's just so special and unique to Mm -hmm. the niche because it's truly about helping the client transition so often from like timid and shy and and nervous and scared and anxious and all of these things and like By the end of the session, you know, they're walking out and they're feeling empowered and strong mm-hmm. and gorgeous and, and mm-hmm. all of, you know, all of those emotions. And I think, I think it's just incredible. Boudoir is probably my favorite niche photography, mm-hmm. second to, you know, probably equine photography, but maybe that's insulting. Oh.
1: <laughs> no, that I'm a horse girl, so. I like that. Yeah, that's, that, that's fun. And I've, I'm actually doing, um a mixture of the two. So yeah. No yeah. way. Yeah. In September, oh I gosh. have a repeat client that has a couple of horses and we're doing it all outside. So it's going to be her natural setting, the horses and I'm just, the, the vision in my head is just amazing. So. Oh my gosh. I want to check those out.
0: <laughs> yes, for sure. I'm yeah. so excited about those. Okay. So tell me a little bit about how you I know you did the the model with your friend. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit what the transition looked like for you from wedding, family, newborn to really niching down, creating the business model around boudoir and getting it to the place where you have, I mean, cause I mean, it's been eight years. I mean, that's not a, t- it's, a it's a good amount of time, but it's not like a lot of time to really dig into like where you are. You've tripled your income. You've gone yep. through, you know, you're in a 1400 square foot studio, all of those incredible achievements.
1: Yep. And I, uh, my first studio was about 225 square feet for, so for anybody listening that thinks that they need a huge studio, that's not true. If you know what you're doing, you can work with just about any space. So to get to the point where I only shoot boudoir, so I was kind of doing everything at first. And then I just noticed that that spark and that joy with shooting families was just kind of dwindling down instead of being excited about the sessions. I was actually just like, Oh gosh, can we get this over with? Like, it's not my jam. And I'm not, not trying to offend anybody, but it just stressed me out. I'm pretty introverted. So it was just, I don't know. I I just love the one-on-one connection in boudoir. So eventually just stopped with the families. I only only did some for a few friends and that went on for quite a while, probably till about 2016. And I was also shooting weddings at that time. And then I eventually stopped shooting families just because I really didn't have the time on top of the weddings and the boudoir as the boudoir was picking up. I didn't have the time. So I just stopped doing the family photography And then I moved on to just weddings and boudoir. And some of my wedding clients were boudoir clients too. So it kind of went hand in hand. And then I started to really focus on boudoir. I mean, I was taking boudoir specific classes. They were only geared toward boudoir. I was learning poses because the posing is a huge thing with boudoir. All of my attention and all of my time started going Toward boudoir. So I just, I didn't even have time for weddings anymore. I shot my last wedding in 2006 and I was six months pregnant, maybe seven. And it was in the middle of the summer. And I just said to my best friend, who was also my assistant at the time, I said, I just, I can't, I can't do this. This is not bringing me the joy that boudoir is bringing me. So that was my very last wedding. And then I transitioned fully to boudoir and I just put everything into it. I mean every every class I could take, every mentor I could talk to, and everything. I mean I went to workshops in Atlanta. That's where I met Jen Rosenbaum and she kind of really, really inspired me. And from there I just I just kept going with it. I, I stopped weddings and everything was boudoir. And now I still go to workshops just to kind of change things up a little bit, learn new poses everything I do now is just focused on boudoir. And I found that focusing on one thing, I'm putting all of my creative energy into this one thing. You know, I started getting pretty good at it. So I was like, this is my jam. Like I can do this. So then I just started focusing on all the business side of it. I was getting the posing down, getting the lighting down. And then I turned everything over to the business side. And that's when I saw a real big change.
0: Oh, actually, I have, so I have two questions. My first is, if you don't mind sharing, what kind of investment did you make over the last six or seven years that, say, your top three that were like, okay, these were the things that I invested in that really made the difference?
1: I would say that getting a um, business coach was number one. That changed I mean, everything else that, that just changed everything else. So in addition to that, I think that getting the larger space, allowing for more sets, different sets that I could do was a huge thing because, you know, when I first started, all I had was a ton. I mean, that was, that was it. So now I've got a studio full of different furniture and props and, you know, little things like that. The third thing I guess I would say it's just education just continually taking those workshops that I mentioned and learning different poses and and really learning from people that don't shoot exactly like I do because I feel like you can learn something from everyone
0: yeah Um, that's super smart
1: even if I don't shoot like them now just going and learning how they see light and how they see body movement and just you know I've taken something away from everybody I've learned from as far as posing workshops go and lighting workshops for sure
0: what were a couple of your favorite workshops if you don't mind you can name drop no <laughs>
1: no that's that's fine um definitely Jen Rosenbaum was one of my first really She's incredible yeah and and she has this eight point posing system where she teaches you how to pose from head to your toe. And that's really important because, you know, when you get clients, they'll, they'll be nervous and they're like, well, what do I do with my hands? And I know how to pose your hands now, <laughs> you know, right? what do I do with my facial expression? I can pose your facial expression now. Like, don't even worry about it. I've got you. So I'm um, definitely hers. And then I go to um, WPPI. And Mm -hmm. that's a huge portrait photography um, conference. Mm -hmm. And I've learned a lot just, you know, from random people there. So that's been a huge, huge one. I don't really want to name drop one of the ones I went to because the person that taught is no longer in the business. And that's just a whole nother Whole another story for another saga. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name drop them. They they don't deserve to be name dropped. But I did I did learn some cool stuff from their workshop. And then I think the third one would be Boudoir Exposed. So Brian Dirksen and Jennifer Dirksen, who own Sheer Photography, that was a really good one. They kind of started ramping up at the same time I did. We actually met each other at a Jen Rosenbaum workshop in Tennessee. Oh wow. Yeah. So we stayed connected all these years and then they started doing their own workshops. So I kind of, um, I went to one of their workshops and learned a lot. Now we shoot drastically different, but it was one of those things where I really learned a lot about posing from them and even lighting. So Yeah. yeah, those were probably my three favorites for sure. Awesome.
0: So what would you describe your boudoir style as?
1: Um, I don't like to say light and airy or dark and moody. I don't like to just pick one of those. I'm really in the middle. Um, yeah, you are. I don't know if I, I don't know. That's a tough one. I don't, I'd be curious what other people thought of it. Cause I can go either way. So yeah. I've, just I've just followed your work
0: for a while. And first of all, I mean, I'm a huge fan. I Thank love you. it. Yeah. Uh, you're welcome. You
1: need a session. Um, need a session. I do.
0: <laughs> yes. <on> <laughs> I need to, I'm, I'm going to North Carolina at some point for Jody to do my oh, branding session. Yay. Um, So I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'll try to like Lots knock out meet up and
1: talk or something. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure.
0: Yeah. I definitely think you like, you walk this really neat line where like, there's some days I look at your feed and I'm like, and that, you know, one shot is like super moody and dark yeah. and, you know, super, yeah. you know, they're all super sexy, but Thank you know, it's you. just that extra play with the shadows and stuff. And then there's other times where the, where it's not, it's never light and airy, but the way yeah. you use your lighting, it just, the highlights are just gorgeous. It just uh, kills me.
1: Thank you. Oh,
0: so, you're welcome. Okay. Yeah. So I love all of that Do You mentioned that you dove into the business side of things mm-hmm. and that's like my happy place. <laughs> so <laughs> tell me what what that meant for you, what that looked like for you, where you were prior to diving into the business side and how it made your business different coming on the other side of it.
1: First of all, hiring someone to help you with that is scary. It's yeah. really scary turning things over, paying, you know, investing that kind of money for me, that, 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 was really scary. But honestly, I got to this point toward the end of 2017, where I was going to quit. I was at the, the end, I wasn't making any money. I felt like I was, I was doing countless amount of shoots for very little money. And I, I just couldn't keep going on like that. So that's, that was kind of my breaking point. And at that point I started following, or I actually been following her for a while, but my, um, my mentor, business coach, La Marie, I started following her on Instagram and I had reached out to her and asked if she was going to do a workshop. Now, in my mind, I wasn't thinking business wise. I just was like, you know, Hey, let me just, maybe I can learn another posing workshop. Maybe this will help. But then she came back to me with the idea of marketing. and that. First of all, I was like, kind of offended because I was like, I'm making money. What are you talking about? Like, how do you know me? And she, you know, so I had to get over that. I had to, I had to leave my ego at the door as people say. So once I started working with her, it was learning how to respond to clients, learning how to price yourself properly to actually make a profit. That was huge for me. When you increase your prices, it is really scary. So that that was a huge thing for me is figuring out my price point. Um and then they were doing Google Ads, so I I started working with them on putting a Google ad up and seeing how that would go and really within the first few weeks I had got the money back that I invested in her. Oh wow. Yeah. So I I raised my prices pretty quick and then I booked like two shoots and it was paid for. I paid off the credit card. Like I I was at a point where I didn't even have the money. I just charged it on the credit card. I was like, you know what? Let me just see if this works. Put it on the credit card. A month later, paid off the credit card with the shoots that I had booked just from working with her. That's incredible. Yeah. So that kind of gave me the confidence to keep going and learning. And I mean, there, there are things like your website site has to be a certain way even down to like what your bio picture looks like there's just every little thing that needs to be in place for um you to attract more clients and so that was just eye opening for me learning all of yeah. that and just handing everything over to someone was just oh but I'm so glad I did it
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what does your team look like now
1: so it's just um, her and her husband still that do all of my marketing. They handle all my Google ads for me. Awesome. Um, I really don't have anything to do with that. There, there are programs where you can do it yourself, but honestly, I'm like I told you, I'm a busy mom. I don't have time yeah. to sit there and figure all that out. Right. So I handed everything over to them, and it's been full speed ahead ever since. That's awesome. I yeah. Love that.
0: Okay, so let me let's dive into setting yourself apart in a saturated market. Yep. Cuz I think that's something that every photographer struggles with and getting to that point where you're the go-to photographer in the area at least for your ideal client is yeah. so important. So can you dive into that a little bit?
1: So setting myself apart, first of all, I think the posing, obviously, I've like I've told you I've spent a lot of time learning posing, and you can really tell it when you're looking at different photographers like who spent the time learning how to pose people properly. So that that alone just kind of set me apart. But more than that, learning how to serve my clients rather than just sell to them all the time. You know, I I want them to feel like I'm their best buddy. I want them to walk in and be like, Oh, that's Kira. Like she's goofy, quirky, whatever. She's going to make me laugh, but she's going to make me look amazing too. I think that setting, setting yourself apart in the way that you treat people is, is really what's huge. You know, it's, it's not, I mean, obviously I do well financially with it, but it's not even, it's not even that. I just, I love the women I meet. I love the stories they tell me. I love that they trust me so much. And I make sure that they know that. So that, that for me is huge is just how you treat people, making yeah. them feel welcoming with boudoir, especially. I mean, yeah, you're not, you know, you're, you're getting naked in front of a stranger, you know, you don't yeah. want to just walk in blindly. So I, I, um, make sure that they're prepared. We usually do a consultation ahead of time so I can answer their questions. We talk about outfits. Uh, you know, I'm not just sending them out there shopping blindly, just come back with three outfits. No, I have specifics. Like you have a certain body shape. This is what's going to look best on you. This is where you should shop. I send them links to shop. Um, I've even had people text me pictures while they're shopping and say, Hey, does this look good? And I'll respond and go, yeah, it looks awesome. Or no, maybe you should try something that fits a little bit differently. Stuff like that. I think, I think things like that are really what sets me apart.
0: Absolutely, I think it's so important for when photographers are looking at upleveling that client experience and really mm-hmm. serving the client, like you said, and not selling mm-hmm. to them. It's a matter of learning who that client is mm-hmm. versus how much money you're going to make off of them. Yep, hundred. So I think that's so. What does your process? You don't need to give all the way, all of your juicy details, (laughs) but uh, what does your process look like leading up to a shoot to help your client feel confident going into it?
1: Well, first of all, the consultation, the meeting, and it doesn't always have to be in person, especially with everything that's going on now. So we may set up a zoom call or a FaceTime and a lot of people will try to avoid that consult. Like they, you know, I, we don't like to, I don't know. When you're shy, sometimes it's like, oh, I don't want to have to go and meet this person, but I, I really want them to talk to me and meet me and see that I'm just a normal lady. You know, I have the same insecurities that they have. I have the same worries that they do. I'm as busy as they are. I get it, and I want them to know that I get it. I've struggled with um, body image, probably, gosh, since my teens, and I think that's a huge thing because I don't, you know, I don't want them to come in and thinking that. I don't know what they're going through because I completely do. So I think meeting the person ahead of time, whether you know, it's a Zoom call, FaceTime, we chat on the phone, something, or you come down to my studio and meet me. I think that, that that's huge for sure. And then I think that leading, leading up to the shoot too with my communication, I'm confirming with them continually. I like to send them a questionnaire before we shoot just because usually about a week before their session, that's when they start really freaking out. And it's, you know, I'm, I'm sure that they're talking to themselves, like, why did I do this? What am I doing? So I send them, you know, a quick little email before their shoot, confirming the shoot, and then with a questionnaire, and then just giving them information on where to park and you know, to text me when they arrive so I can help them walk in. And, you know, I don't, I don't just book the shoot and then just leave them out there hanging until it's time for the shoot. I think that's the worst thing that people can do. And honestly, when I had my own boudoir shoot done years ago, that's kind of what happened to me. And this is a well-known photographer. I'm not going to throw her under the bus. Like she did an amazing job. However, I think maybe she thought because I do this, that I didn't need the extra help. And I actually did need the extra help. Yeah. So when I went through that, I was like, I'm not going to do that. I shoot a lot of photographers myself. And even right. with them, I still communicate with them as normally, like as I normally would with any other client.
0: Awesome. Okay. Is there any tip that you have that someone could implement today if they're looking to transition into being a boudoir photographer
1: or just be
0: a better photographer?
1: take classes. You've got to work on your skill, even with all the marketing in the world and all the great personality in the world. You still, your images still need to be on point. So I would definitely say invest in education, even if you're just, you know, now that we're at home, even if you're just getting on creative live and watching one of their boudoir videos or whatever, whatever niche you're in, just getting on there and learning. And just shoot, 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 shoot. Ask your friends to model for you. Whoever it is, just get out there and take photos for sure.
0: Awesome. Yeah. All right. I always like to wrap up our interviews with three quick fire. I call them quick fire. I oh never, gosh. We <laughs> never get through them very quickly because <laughs> I'm a yeah. <laughs> Um, But what is your favorite business tool?
1: Uh, probably my CRM. Um for sure, that has been a lifesaver for me, especially if you don't want to pay an assistant. <laughs> you yeah. know, my my CRM is my assistant. It answers my emails for me and keeps all my content. And that's been the best business tool for sure. Which CRM do you have? I use HoneyBook.
0: Nice, I love HoneyBook. They're having a if there's if it's still going on. Well, it's probably not going on by the time this goes live. Sorry, guys. <laughs> they were having a dollar a month uh, sale for you, that's like sweet. for new people signing yeah. up. Yeah, it was good. It was a good deal.
1: Yeah.
0: I love HoneyBook. HoneyBook is quickly catching up to Dubsado because I'm a Dubsado, like I call Dubsado my work husband. Yeah. I looked, looked into it. I love Dubsado, but HoneyBook mm-hmm. is is getting up there. They just added seven new triggers as of last week at the time of this recording. And they, it was funny, my last podcast episode that came out was talking about, like, the difference between HoneyBook and Gipsado, mm-hmm. and, like, one of the downfalls that, of HoneyBook was they were lacking payment triggers. Mm. Not four days later, <laughs> they came out, <laughs> and, and they're like, triggers. <laughs> you want payment triggers? We got payment triggers. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's catching up. I do. I really like HoneyBook.
1: Yeah. What is your favorite quote? Um it's from Jen Rosenbaum and it's um anything anyone can can do anything you can do but they but nobody can be who you are.
0: Oh, that's sweet.
1: Yeah. It's it's that's the one that stuck with me because I went first went into this being very competitive and now I'm just like, eh, whatever. Nobody's Kira, yeah. so you know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, and then my favorite is if you and I were to grab a drink in mm-hmm. your area, where would we go? And what would we drink?
1: We would probably go to Tate's and I like a sour apple martini. That's, that's my jam. Ooh. That's my go-to. It kind of tastes like a um, Jolly Rancher. Yeah. I need so to the, try I, those. They're good. I've got to only do one or, you know, <laughs> it's not good, but yeah.
0: things, but, things okay. get a
1: little crazy. Yeah. It's my favorite drink by far.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I have so enjoyed getting to know you and your business and just hearing how the transition happened. And I just love seeing you succeed. So I think thank
1: you. I'm so honored to be here. So thank you so much for having me. You are very
0: welcome. We will catch you next time, guys. I hope you have an awesome week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. If you love what you heard today, could you do me a favor? Could you grab a screenshot of the episode and then send it over to your Instagram stories and tag me at Success Beyond the Lens podcast. I love hearing from our audience to see what you guys are loving. And if you really love me, if you could go over to iTunes and subscribe and leave us a review, I would appreciate it so much. Can't wait to talk to you guys next week.